Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the 808 Podcast, a podcast where we interview business owners, CEOs, marketing people, whoever else I feel like. Four questions in eight minutes and eight seconds because 808 looks like Bob. Here we go. Question number one, a few sentences. Tell me who you are and what do you do? Yeah, I'm Alex Melton. I founded a product design and engineering company in 2018. We specialize in making technology that interacts with physical spaces. So you can think like marketing installations, kiosks, wayfinding, that sort of thing. We were originally doing like uh, full on products, but over time, we're actually moving more towards like more bombacious marketing installations. But I can always get into that later. Perfect. Question number two, Alex, what advice are you going to share? Go. So for this, it's how to avoid accidentally sabotaging your own product as a retail tech company. A lot of the projects that we build are retail facing since the places where most of the innovation happens for technology in physical spaces tends to be inside of places like uh, grocery stores, big box stores, this, uh, uh, this sort of environment where people are purchasing products and these companies are always looking to edge out ahead using technology to, you know, uh, beat out their competitors. And a lot of times there are design considerations that cause these products for one reason or another to fail. And they end up wasting millions and millions and millions trying to actually, you know, solve these problems that, you know, they're not doing in a very effective way. So how do you go about doing that? Yeah. So the biggest problem that we see is actually not building for what we call inclusive and universal design practices. So if you're making a kiosk for a grocery store, for example, right, and you are intending to uh, replace your staff with that kiosk, and you don't make it in such a way that it's designed to accommodate people who are blind, people who are paraplegic, people who are elderly, people who are neurodivergent, you have to understand that like the target demographic that shops at your grocery store isn't the end-all be-all, and it's a very reductive way of thinking about these products. And whenever people think of designing these kiosks and think of designing these sorts of things, they often, uh, whenever they're doing their user testing or they're doing their, their UX designs, they're always thinking about these accessibilities as like this thing they have to do in order to not get sued. But in reality, by hyper-fixating on their one target demographic, they actually end up losing a lot of their sales in the process. And so- yeah how to do it specifically, it really depends on the product that you're building. You really have to have an inclusive and uh, diverse design and engineering team, which is kind of where we come in. We've built our entire team from the ground up where every, every engineer and every designer um, is vetted to have those inclusive design principles. Uh, it's really about thinking about these things and making sure that your, your company culture isn't so homogenous that these don't even crop up. I'll give you a perfect example, right? Mm -hmm. um, Whenever we built kiosks for a particular um, uh, mall, uh, we actually put braille on each side of the kiosk. That way, if you're blind and you encounter the back of the kiosk, the braille will guide you to the front and it'll show you where the talkback features are on that kiosk. And here's the thing, right? Those individuals who need those levels of accommodation, you're not just doing it so that way they can engage with your brand. Like that's great and that's humanitarian, but that's not the only reason. They actually become your strongest brand advocates. They're gonna go and brag about you. They're gonna go and post about you on social media. They're gonna tell their friends, they're gonna tell your family, and they will always be with you until the day that they die because you're the only one who thought of them. And people don't realize that. People don't realize that people that need these accommodations, whenever you actually give them, you're not doing it because it's something you have to do because it's legally required. It's something that you should do because they are your brand ambassadors, really. Right. Right, because if you think about it, if you are blind 
and mm. you've been you go to five different kiosks and they're all three, four of them are paying the butts. And then mm. you have one that makes it very easy for you. You're going to be talking about it. Right. And there's even these uh, other design considerations that we, we generally don't think of. Like um, if a kiosk is uh, about the, the height of the average person and then it's tilted forwards, so that way you can look down upon it. If you're in a wheelchair, that view angle is impossible to see. Like you just can't use the kiosk at all. You can't even reach the buttons. So whenever we design certain kiosks, we'll actually make it more level and we'll bring it down to waist height and give a feature in there that'll split the screen real estate in half. So everything's in front of you and all the peripherals, whether it's like taking your credit card or a printer or anything is within arm's reach, regardless if you're able-bodied or not. If you are able-bodied, you don't think about these things and you don't even notice it because it's so well baked into the design. Right. But if you're someone who's paraplegic that needs these features, it's night and day difference. It's the difference between being able to engage with your brand and having to go to your competitor instead. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. I love it. Let's get to question number three. What other top CEOs, business owners, marketing people, influencers, et cetera, et cetera, that you know are successful just like you that you want to give a shout out to? So I am a huge fan of anyone who aligns behind the idea of universal and inclusive design practices, because obviously I'm really passionate about that. So mm -hmm. I'm going to have to shout out people who uh, have really painted their brand behind that. And those are going to be people that we've either worked with or talked with in the past. Um, Steve Kramer and Jeremy Kidd from Kung Fu AI, they're very much focused on ethical uh, AI practices mm -hmm. and working out algorithmic bias. You can look up them to learn more about that. And then Andy Knappen from Dissolve, who's doing a lot of great things for people people with disabilities to get the benefits that they need. Awesome. I'll look them up when we're done here. Number four, final fun question. Alex, tell me about your first, your most epic sale. So for us, we're not looking at sales in terms of like how big is the dollar amount for us. It's all about fulfillment and how much happiness can we give to people. And so I think one of our most fulfilling projects is working with the Nickelodeon universe, being able to engage with a brand that's that big, that actually aligned with our mission and aligned with our vision in a way that we could actually introduce these sorts of inclusive design practices inside of their amusement park. So even if the project wasn't our biggest sale, I think that having these major brands actually take our philosophy and our values seriously is not only incredibly validating, but incredibly rewarding. No, the, the, I totally get it there. Sometimes it's not about the money amount. It's about how much it makes you feel. I totally yes. get that there. So you've got one minute and 50 seconds left. You can do some promo time. You can ask me a question. You can talk about the weather, whatever you want, or we can end early. Go for it. Well, I think for this, I'm really going to have to promote these sorts of uh, the, the values within the tech company, within the tech industry that I'm, I really try to push for, which is those inclusive design practices, those sorts of things that we should be building for that most tech companies don't usually think about. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really, I'm not saying like you have to go with us to get that, but I think that like any engineering team, whether you're doing a retail tech startup or you're doing a product a startup or you're just, you know, anything at all, take these into considerations and think about the people that you're not thinking about because you never know who you're accidentally harming by not actually considering people who need this consideration. Love it. Love it there. Hey, you got one minute. You got actually 55 seconds left. Oh, I've is there anything else you'd like to add or we can end early? That is okay. Ooh. Okay. Well, uh, I kind of wrapped up my big spiel there. Like I'll kind of get off my soapbox then and I won't be too self promo about it, but Hey, if you're looking for a team an engineering team, that's uh, formed as a cooperative who everyone is vetted to believe in these universal ideas and these inclusive design practices, um, 
our engineering team and design team is built from the ground up with this philosophy in mind. It's not a surface deep, like vanity aesthetic that we have. This is the reason why our company exists. So if you need help with this, those are the services that we offer. Love it. Love it there. And you pulled it off four questions in eight minutes and eight seconds. Alex, why is it eight minutes and eight seconds? Because it looks like Bob. <laughs> it does. It does. Your website. Say it real quick. Wormix.com. It's in the description. It's magic. Alex, thank you so much for being on. Tip of the hat to you. For sure. Glad to be on. You're welcome. And for everyone else watching or listening, I'm legally required to tell you to like, share, comment, subscribe, thumbs up, ring the bell, whatever the heck the social media network tells you to do. You all have a wonderful day. And I'll talk to you later. Bye.